The homilies for sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the scripture upon which it was based. While the content is the same as the homily preached, it has been recreated for the quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus went up the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. The Gospel of the Lord Well, at first glance at this Gospel, there doesn't seem to be a lot here. But as I went through this list of apostles today on the feast of two of the lesser known of them, Simon and Jude, and in light of some recent mandatory human resources training we all received at work, I couldn't help but think about the HR challenges managing the apostles might have created for anyone other than Jesus, the Son of God. I mean, right off the bat, we have these two guys who don't even have individual name identity. Simon sharing a name with Simon Peter, and much worse, poor Judas sharing a name with Iscariot, the betrayer. At least Jesus changed Simon's name to Cephas, or Peter, And Judas' name was changed over time to Jude in order to create some distance between the saint and that other Judas, the most notorious of Jesus' contemporaries. But the HR issues with the apostles went beyond their names and into their interpersonal relations as well. From James and John's efforts to be seated at Jesus' right hand above the others to Judas Iscariot's efforts to control and steal from the group's funds. As I went through the training, I was interested to learn that there was a new mantra being pushed for how co-workers were expected to treat each other. The old standard, shall we say the gold standard, was of course the golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. A rule that I always thought was kind of patterned after the second greatest commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. But the golden rule apparently has fallen into disfavor as managers recognize that even though I may respond well to a way of treating people that works for me, others may not. The new standard being recommended now in human resources circles is not the golden rule, but the platinum rule, which is treat others not as you want to be treated, but as they want to be treated. The point being that you get the best out of people as a manager if you determine the best way to motivate them based on their individual preferences. And while this may make sense in a limited way in a corporate setting, I really didn't see it working well for the apostles or, for that matter, for the Christian faithful. I mean, if we were going to treat Judas Iscariot as he wanted to be treated, we would leave him alone all the time with the money and never question what he did with it. Treating James and John as they wished would have meant kowtowing to their power play, rather than calling them to humble service. And Peter, 
deferring to his wishes rather than telling him to get behind the plan would have kept Jesus from ever getting to Jerusalem and saving us at all. But fortunately, Jesus had a rule that was best for them and that is best for us. I would call it the Jesus rule. Treat everyone as Jesus wants you to treat them. No one loves them more, wants the best for them, and knows what is better than Jesus. The Jesus rule, to love as he loved us, which when you think about it is really a combination of those two greatest commandments, to love God and neighbor. To love them with the love of Christ as a way of our loving Jesus himself. To love them where they are, meeting them where they are, and giving of ourselves out of the resource of grace that Christ pours out for us as we respond to his call, while at the same time witnessing in word and deed to the truth that leads to salvation. Not in righteous judgment, but out of a genuine concern for not just their temporal well-being, but for their total well-being that can only be accomplished in union with Christ. It would have done us no good for Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and leave us without the apostolic church to help lift us out of those sins, just as it would do the sinners Jesus calls us to love no good to abandon them to their sinful ways rather than helping them see the light, the loving mercy that sets us all free. It is for this very purpose that Christ draws strangers and sojourners together as brothers and sisters into the house of God. Upon the foundation of these same apostles and builds us together into a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.